in the market for affordable home improvement products? Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street, or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. What's up, Wolverine Nation? Tad Brace here alongside my co-host, Travis Kiewit, with another episode of DNH Loose Change. How's everyone doing tonight? Doing terrific. I think our audience members were saying just how well they're doing. Right. In that awkward silence right there. <laughs> Got a little pep in my step. Well, you should. I'm back. You don't have to use those That's cricket right. sounds yeah. anymore. Oh, and so you actually... I, I listened. Oh, yeah, whoops. I... I I popped on him like I gotta hear how he's doing without without me, and I'd just like to thank you for holding the fort down. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I turned it on and um, I had it during my study hall, and I was while well, I was kind of putting some things away, and all of a sudden I hear, "What do you think, Tad?" <laughs> and then all the crickets are chirping and stuff. I thought that was sure. pretty clever. Yeah. Well, good work out of you. I was like, yeah, thanks. I I, I forgot all about that and. Brings a smile to my face a little bit, but it is good to have you back, though. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. It's good to be back. Yes, back in the studios. Our chairs are still terrible in here, but it's good to be back. Yeah, although now, now that school is out, um, I came in this morning and there are a couple chairs out in the library that look awfully nice that probably will not get used for the summer. So here's the thing: so, it is it is the season where teachers can go in and like. <laughs> grab something really quickly right. like a little scavenger oh i don't see a name tag left on this one <laughs> it's kind of like quack quack seat back i don't know if you guys ever play that or not we've played it as we grew up yeah. like if you had a seat and you wanted to save it you had to say quack quack seat back well i think teachers need to like start doing that kind of stuff like quack quack desk back or you just all of a sudden you got yourself a new desk <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. well we were uh helping uh for those of you that don't know uh major uh, renovation, remodeling, all this other stuff that's going on. Um, and it's happening up in the second story as well as the Dyke Elementary. And um, I was helping Chad Bixby out. His room is one of them. And he had just a, a Google of everything in there. There was so much stuff in there. And I came out with some pretty nice bags. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're throwing this away? I'm like, hmm. I, this is a calendar from 2017. It still works a I'm little a, bit. I might have a use for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I came out with uh, three bags. I'm not sure what else. But. Yeah, it's I, I, well, yesterday we landed ourselves a refrigerator from Courtney McCarter. Really? Mini fridge. So Really? I didn't see that feel, advertised. I feel like I uh, did pretty well there. Huh. 
I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so if you're uh, interested or you're one of those, um, what are they, uh, American pickers, but you're like a dumpster diver picker, I'm, I'm not saying that you should do it or if it's even legal to do it, but I, I know there's several dumpsters around the school that have a lot of things in them. So this is a, can I tell a really cool I even story? saw, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. I even saw a um, stationary bike. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, so I grew up in Winthrop, and in Winthrop we had a trash amnesty day where you could set anything you wanted to outside, and the city would come around and pick it up, and they didn't charge you. Wow. So, of course, everybody took advantage of this trash amnesty day. And I happened to be the proud owner of a 1988 wood panel Dodge Caravan at that time. And I figured out that you could take the back seats out. And while well, one of my friend's neighbors had put a perfectly fine recliner outside... So I installed a Lazy Boy in the back of my Are you serious? 88 wood uh, <laughs> wood panel Dodge Caravan. And the best part about it was I was able to rig it up so because um, it had a heater and vibrator in it. Yeah. Like, so it would give you massage and sure. like warm up. And I was able to rig it up so it would run off, run off of the van. And it was sweet. This thing was... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you had... Okay, I'm... What vehicle was this? It was like an 88 Dodge Caravan, like one of the old box ones. Okay. That I, I, was, I, w- I was thinking station wagon. No, not station wagon. You're it talking a, about a... a cara- like the like a full van. Like a full-size van. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep, that was my... My dad was so nice to me, and that was that, the first vehicle. You had to be like the BMOC. I was something. Everybody wanted to ride with you. It was... Well, it was really nice. Let's just put it like that. That's cool, though. It's you'll remember it. Oh, I'm gonna have a hard time forgetting it. To be <laughs> honest with you. All right. Well, we've got a really uh, fun show on deck. Um, Leonard's gonna stop in here. Sean Leonard, yep. head baseball coach. Um, Randy Olman's gonna come in talk softball, and yep. then uh, their uh, their seasons are just getting started. So we'll find out kind of how things are going and get to know a little bit more about them. Yeah. I suppose. And then I think we're, uh, Tom Texer is going to bless us with his presence as well. Yeah, that'll be a really good one. Yep, yep. Bunch of good interviews. He's always, he's always full of one-liners. Oh, one of the nicest guys. He is pretty nice. Just don't tell him that. Well, I'll try not to. Yeah, yeah. we got to take it easy. Just yeah. pretend like we, we don't really like him. Like we're being forced to interview him or something? Yeah, yeah, we have to have him on because Contractually he's a obligated. principal, and so you have to have him on. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Not that we just want him on. Don't tell anyone. Yep, that's our secret. All right, Wolverines, well, we'll go ahead and get started here and uh, just continue listening on. And as always, thank you for listening to DNH Loose Change. Do you have a savings account? Yeah, I have a PSB Monster Saver account. Rawr! The bank gave me $5 when they opened it, and I get $5 every year on my birthday. Wow, you get money from your bank on your birthday? That's awesome! I also get to pick a treasure from the Monster Vault every time I make a deposit at the People's Savings Bank. A treasure every time? I'm going to talk to my mom about a Monster Saver account, too. 
Roar at People Savings Bank. Visit any of our People Savings Bank's locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke to start a Monster Saver account for your kids or grandkids today. Member FDIC. What's going on, Wolverines? We are here with Sean Leonard, our head baseball coach here at Dyke New Hartford. How are we doing, Sean? Good. What's up? Another beautiful day. Good night for baseball. Yeah, baby. At least one more beautiful day. Finally, Holy right? smokes. No See the temperature for the next two days? Yeah. It's like 56 on Friday. Yeah, 100% chance of rain tomorrow. Last the night coldest was crazy game in 10 too. years. Yeah. You better enjoy it while you can. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Sean, for the people that don't know you very well, um, can you go ahead and give us a little background information about yourself, where you're from, where you've been, coaching stuff? Sure. Um, this is year 10 for me uh, as head baseball coach here. I uh, started back in 2012. Uh, before that, uh, I was five years as an assistant baseball coach at Turkey Valley, uh, which was where I graduated from high school at. So I took a year off uh, between high school and, and getting into coaching and then uh, started there in 07. I uh, graduated from UNI. I live with my wife, uh, Lindsay, in Cedar Falls. She um, is the uh, director of student engagement, and she uh, teaches a course at Wartburg, uh, among other things, I guess. And then uh, we have two sons, Thomas, who's five, and uh, Charlie, who just turned one about six weeks ago. So a uh, bit around, I guess. Uh, a lot of coaching stops. You know, For the last 15 years, it's been... Uh, you know, two sports in, in, a, in a few different places, and uh, then you get into teaching. So I've been teaching for eight years, teach high school PE, and um, yeah, that's about it. And that's at Hudson, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is that your first teaching? No, you were at Janesville before that, correct? So North Fayette Valley North for Fayette two Valley years, even before 13 that. to 15, and Janesville 15 to 17. Okay. And Hudson 17 to, that's right. to right now. So. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so you guys just had you wrapped up a fantastic 2020 season. Uh, give us a review of all the exciting things that happened. Uh, well, just having a season number one was exciting. Just didn't you know, with everything else that was going on, just it didn't look very promising. So uh, to get that that uh, Governor Reynolds news conference that day in May, uh, that was exciting. Uh, Coach Q, it was my first phone call. <laughs> Pretty fired <laughs> up about it and. Uh, uh, I think the guys were excited too, and um, you know, got off to a nice start. And just, I think we got uh, uh, maybe 16 regular season games and something like that. Maybe it was just 15, um, but we got through it. Had a little scare, uh, missed a couple of games, but um, guys played well. It's fortunate we had a, a pretty experienced group last year um, with uh, the five seniors who've been in the lineup for for uh, three years, pretty much all of them. So uh, to have a season like that start the way it did, uh, it's nice to have some guys that have been there and done that before, and um, they're pretty pumped. Uh, they knew the team we were going to have, um, so they were pretty excited to get out there and play. And, uh, and it showed. You know, we, we played pretty well the whole season, and um, uh, it all ended up in Principal Park, which is where you want to, <laughs> to finish your season. So. <laughs> Do you think that those five seniors came out uh, with a renewed energy for the game of baseball just because of being so unsure and losing, you know, track and golf and those types of things? Or I like to think so. I know a couple of them for sure. Um, but uh, I would think so, just excited to do something uh, and with their buddies again. And especially, like, like you just said, to lose out on, on the spring sports is probably, uh, I know it's very, very difficult for, for several of those guys. So 
Um, I like to think they're pretty fired up about it, and I think it showed on the field. I think once uh, you know games started rolling around, the lights turned on, and you have other schools come here to play, and um, I think the switch kind of flipped for those guys, and uh, they're pretty excited to be there. I think it was fun for the community, too, to have something that they could kind of yeah. gather around. And right. That was the first, I mean, baseball and softball right. were the first real things that people could get back to. So I, mean, I think everybody nice. had the itch to kind of watch the kids play, and um, and they did a really good job at it. And yep. I also think the other interesting thing was all the COVID restrictions that mm-hmm. kind of came down with it. And I helped out Coach Leonard you know, last five years, and I know absolutely 100% that every one of those rules were being followed from <laughs> six feet social distance. I mean, I couldn't believe the stuff, the hoops that we had to jump through as far as sanitizing the baseballs and the bats and the helmets. And, you know, we had pods set up, you know, who was hitting with who. I mean, there was, I mean, it just there were so many things, but yet, you know, it was the unknown. You didn't know, but everything was followed, it, and the players they went along with it, you know, and, and, um, so it was just, it was just a weird, it was a weird start, you know, to the season. And it kind of, you know, I wouldn't say relaxed, but it just kind of got used to it, became the new norm. And right. So was it hard not being in the dugout? I thought that was probably going to be one of the harder things to go with for a while. Yeah. We like to sit outside the dugout anyway. We extended out there a little bit, but, um, it really wasn't a big deal. You know, we, we, we wanted to make sure we got through the season. So we made sure Mm -hmm. we, we followed all those restrictions as, as well as we could. And I've got two older parents. They're both, uh, approaching 80. I want to make sure I didn't get it. Um, just cause I didn't want to pass it on to them too. So that's a lot of where my paranoia came from. And obviously I didn't want to be the person to, you know, to end the season too, nor, (laughs) nor would anybody. Um, and a dang near it happened. Um, but, uh, no, we got through it, and, and really first pitch to last pitch during games, we didn't notice it too much. We were throwing the foul balls back in, but other than yeah. that, it, you know, the kids did a nice job. They didn't complain too much, and uh, it actually went pretty sm- a lot more smooth than, than I was expecting it to go. Very yep. good. That was the, I just remember the beginning when you talk about the foul balls, and, you know, if if it was the defensive team, <laughs> if they were pitching, you know, and we hit it, and it would come by our dugout. Everybody's like, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. You know, it was like the plague, you know, and you just had to let it just sit there or you, you took your foot and you just kicked it, you know. It, it was just, some of it was kind of comical. We messed that up a couple times too. <laughs> right. Send a kid to go get a fault. Nope, not ours. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you had to go get your own. And yeah. but It's one of those seasons you'll remember for a lot of different reasons. Yes. <laughs> the cool things about it. I mean, that's just right. some of those things that people take for granted. It. It all comes back. So, um, all right. So, recently you announced that this is going to be your last season as uh, coach here at Dyke New Hartford. What was kind of your thinking behind making that announcement? Uh, you know, it's been a couple of years coming as, you know, life changes and teaching jobs change and your family grows and they get older. And, you know, I remember talking with Coach Cubitt, you know, a couple of years ago, just kind of thinking ahead, you know, this might be. You know, depending on what shakes down, this could potentially be the last one. And you, know, you fast forward, and here we are. And it was a tough decision, obviously, and one that you know you kind of wish you didn't have to make. But I know it's the right decision, uh, just deep down. Um, just kind of uh, you know felt like time in a way. Um, you know, it's been a heck of a run, and uh, I think the program's in a really, really good place. And it was important to me, you know, if and when I was to leave, um, that I did it at a time where you know the cupboard wasn't bare and. Uh, you know, somebody could come in here and, and enjoy 
um, at least a few good years. And um, I think we're set up like that. So um, that was important to me. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my oldest son will be in kindergarten next year, and he's going to attend the school where I teach at, too. And um, and just with some other coaching gigs, it it just made too much sense. Um unfortunately i guess you know it's it's going to be you know uh very 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 sad uh come august it, it, i said the words and it, you know it's going to happen but you know until we get right. to august and this thing's done you know i just refocus on on the season and we'll kind of think about all this stuff afterwards and uh we can kind of look back and, and enjoy a, a heck of a run i think i do think it was impressive too you know you knew that this was going to be your last year and you're still trying to make improvements on the field, you know, getting irrigation out there. Those are all things that people are going to appreciate down the line for a long time. So sure. that, that, that kind of stuff goes a long ways. You know, our motto this year is end to end. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to have a different meaning for everybody. We actually talked about it uh, last night or before, yesterday before the game. Um, just the process of starting something, you know, and seeing it through start to finish. And everything that goes on between that um, and how you respond as you, um, you know, pursue a particular result or a goal, whatever it is. And we talked about just little things, inning to inning, could be an at-bat, start to finish, could be a defensive play, could be finishing an inning as a pitcher, could be a career, um, just making sure, could be a game, just, I mean, start first pitch to last pitch, making sure that, you know, you are locked in, ready to go from, you know, each pitch, each inning, each at-bat, each play, everything. Um, and all those little things that happen between the start and the finish matter. Um, and to finish strong. I, t- I talked about, you know, we have a tendency, and, I, and I'm as guilty as anybody, you know, once, heck, once baseball season started, you know, <laughs> I don't know if there's much teaching going on <laughs> in my classes right now. And, uh, and I use that as an example. I just, you know, we, we all need it. We all can do better. We, you get close to that finish line and you just kind of want to drift to it. But, uh, you know, let's finish this thing out how it should be finished and, um, make sure we leave everything on a good mark. And especially for our seniors, they want to, you know, make sure that they leave this, this place is, you know, in a good spot too, just like every class um, before them has. Absolutely. Absolutely. Going into this season, you said you lost a, a few seniors, got a few back. Yeah. Give us a, a preview here of uh, what we can see. I know there's a couple games already been played, but a preview of what this year's team you know what they're going to hang their hat on, or, or some um, sure positives, maybe some some weaknesses right now. Yeah, we've always hung our hat on throwing strikes and and making plays. Uh, you know, offense comes and goes anyway. So, um, you know, we feel like defensively, and heck, we start. You know, we're starting two eighth graders right now. We got three seniors in the lineup, two of which who have played in the past. One's uh, getting his first chance. He's doing a really nice job, Jacob Klingenberg. Uh, you got Zach Waters, who's been in the lineup for four years. Nathan Moore has been in the lineup for three years. Um, and then just one junior. And and then you got the three sophomores in the lineup, Nick Reineke, Gus Varney, and Will Texter. And then um, a couple freshmen off the bench, Michael Walston and Cole McCumber. I'm pretty excited about those two. I think they're going to be really, really good when, when all is said and done. Uh, and then we've got two eighth graders in the lineup. And, you know, it is what it is, and they've earned that spot. And, um, you know, I... I hate to say I've been surprised with their play, but, um, you know, there's no gimmies here. They've, they've earned that spot. Um, and we'll see what happens It's week one. We got a busy week, which we tend to load up week one. You know, some of these guys are going to get out of this week at 20, 25 plus at bats. So you're going to have a pretty good idea on, you know, who can do what. And, 
and uh, you know all the defensive situations. We had a few last night too. Just who who's going to be able to do what, and who's going to move around in the lineup, maybe position wise. Nick Reinick, he played just two games now. He played second base, third base. He's pitched. He played left field, right field, and first base. He's and he's going to catch tonight. So he's going to play seven <laughs> positions in the first three games. So we're going to move people around, and we need to know as quick as we can what we got exactly. Because I'm not sure, and I don't think we ever know going in that first game, especially what the heck's right. going to happen. Um, you know, do we have them ready? But you know, you worked on the list of things you need to touch on, and usually we touch on everything one time, and uh, and a few of the more important things we try to rep as much as we can. But um, yeah, we'll get through this first week and kind of see. But we'll have ups and downs. Hopefully, more ups than downs. But uh, you know, I like to say we're inexperienced, but then it sounds kind of silly because then you go and you look at, well, heck, we had five guys that played in the state tournament game last year too. But uh, you know. Three of those guys are just sophomores still. Feels like they've been around forever, but heck, they're still 16. Or you know, and and, uh, and then with, again with the two eighth graders in the lineup and a couple freshmen off the bench running bases, things like that. We are an experience. We are young, uh, and we're gonna do some things that will make us scratch our head. But uh, we'll work through it. And we'll be patient with them. And um, I like this team. I really do. I, I just I think people need to hopefully give us a little time here and uh, a good test tonight against Wapsie Valley, uh, and we'll see how it goes. I think we'll be ready. All right. Full. Awesome. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, full schedule. Any any COVID uh, guidelines you guys got to follow or anything that you know right off the bat from last year. Full schedule. We got thirty on the schedule um, with some new teams as far as restrictions go. No sunflower seeds and um, no end of game handshake. Other than that, it's, it's kind of back to normal. So I'm not a huge fan of the handshake anyway. I'm not a huge fan of the wave. I'd almost just prefer, I don't know, just yeah. a thumbs up on your way down the foul line. <laughs> I talked to the coach before the game. I'll talk to him after. Right. You know, I don't I don't know. I do prefer the wave over the handshake. Yeah. But, well, I, uh, I, th- I think you got to do the tip of the cap. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I But it is, I mean, we, the, we the wave watched is. it Monday night. Just We were kind of <laughs> doing this, and they weren't looking, and they did it to us as we were halfway down. The, so right. It's kind of like that when you give a tip, you want to make sure that the person that you're giving the tip to sees it. Yes. Because if you drop it in there and all of a sudden they turn around, you're like, you know, they think that you probably stiffed them. Yeah, you're like, hey, it's right over here. Yeah. That, that's a Seinfeld, George Costanza. Absolutely. That, oh. Do you, you watch that? Oh, yeah. So I, yeah. You know that? So he puts it in the tip jar and she turns away just as he puts it in. So then he goes to grab it back out because he wants to put it in again so she sees it. Well, then she turns around and sees him taking it out. Snatching it, yeah. <laughs> uh, the big salad one is another example of that, that too. That, George yes. has a lot of those. Yeah, that is a good uh, one. Gotta love it. All right, so it's time for the random question of the day. You ready, Sean? Sweet. Yeah. All right, you got to read this one. This one's your baby. All right, random question of the day. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact with us, okay, because they haven't made contact with us yet. Okay. I don't believe so. I. I know a few people that I think are aliens, but I I, I have no uh, confirmation on that. Okay. So would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic? <laughs> Which way are you lean in? Can I say neither and I no. that they don't come? <laughs> Do you believe in aliens? Oh, man. Do you believe in uh, life? One. Huh? Do you believe in life outside of us? Yeah, I think there's probably there's probably something out there. Okay, so a robotic. Or somebody's organic. landing in the the play park right next to your house. Yeah. Would you rather see a robot? Just stay off my lawn. <laughs> okay, it looks Clint nice Eastwood. right now. You yeah. should drive by that. <laughs> it looks good. Um, 
man, I mean, robots are kind of scary. But then you talk organic. <laughs> so here, let, let me think. You guys go. Okay. I, what you do you know, got, here's Ted? my thinking. If there's a robotic alien, I guess is that some organic alien probably made that robot. So I just would rather meet the organic one right off the bat and get that out of the way. Yeah. And I, I am also with organic, not necessarily for that reason, although that is, that makes sense. I, robotic, I, I feel like they'd be tougher. Like it's going to be some type of metal or some type of futuristic, like you're not going to be able to pen, penetrate or, you know, come up there with a machete and just, you know, take its head off, you, you know, something like that. that yeah, if it's organic, I, I feel like it could, <laughs> I am a machete guy. Well, what are they coming to do? Are they coming well, to we don't, over? we don't know. I mean, just okay. would, they may be nice as can be. Right. And I, I, I think if they're more like us, I think we have more of a chance if they're not very nice. If they're robotic, they may have all these cool tools and lasers and who knows what else. But if they're organic, then at least I feel like we got a shot right. if they're not, you know, and, and if they're aliens, they got to be at least halfway smart. You know, then we can maybe work together and make the robot. I don't know. Man, I'm in on organic. You talked me into You're it. You're on organic? Yeah. Robotic is exactly that's scary sure to me, but why exactly? But I think of the Terminator and how yeah. the very first one they could not kill that thing, it had no arms. No, I mean, it was like the cop. Who's it? Who's the cop? Well, I don't and know. The Terminator, who he, yeah, right? What the lady? The, no, the Sigourney the, Weaver, Schwarzenegger, what? No. Arnold which Schwarzenegger, one? Which one? Oh, Who's he? The, cop. the very first one. You're Robocop. No, geez, that's a great movie, too. By the way, I have seen that one. The Terminator, I've actually seen the reboot, to too. The cop in that movie, or maybe it's the guy pretending to be a cop. I can't no, remember. He had a badge I, no. and uniform on. No. Oh man! No, come on. I I feel like the I Terminator was. Vividly. I feel like the Terminator was trying to get a kid. No, like Connor's there, kid. He was there to say, "Dad, you, uh, you help I, us so out here." I'll, I'll be brutally honest. Terminator is not a movie that I ever. Wow, I am watched. I'll have, have to watch it again because I. Right. I think he's t- he's actually a good guy, right? He's there to save the day. Maybe not not, not the, the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Because she says those famous words, you know, you're terminated, sucker. And then she, this big press comes down and just annihilates him. But I've never seen Terminator 2, so maybe he's, yeah, is he a cool the, guy then? I bet that's what I'm thinking of. Do you know what, I, I don't know what we're talking, organic or robotic, you know, the Terminator, the Transformers, they're pretty cool too. Yeah, know, like those, Optimus Prime. Yeah, those would be just, cool. Just saying. Those are robots. Are they robots? Yeah, they're robots. I don't know. I think robots. Yeah. You guys watch any like baseball movies or anything? Or? Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah, uh, Waters. Some he we asked him some baseball. I've seen Bull Durham. Yeah. Feel the dreams. Yeah. What's uh favorite baseball movie? Time out. You already had this conversation with somebody. I remember listening to that. Waters. Waters. Waters, yeah. 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 I do like Bull Durham though. That is a good one. That's the one I feel like is the most, like, off, not uh, not authentic, but it could it could be true. Real, yeah. Major I mean, Leagues is my favorite. And that I, one's I, know pretty, it's, I like yeah. that one, too. I just like the comedy with it as well, and I don't know. Little Big League, Sandlot. For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. Yeah, For Love one. of the Game is a good one, too. Okay, I have not. could happen. I, I've seen the Sandlot. I have not seen the other two. For the Love of the Game is a really good one. Come on. Sorry. Sorry. I, maybe I'll do that this summer. It's actually on my DVR right now. 
All right. Well, Sean, just want to thank you Ruby. for stopping in tonight. And uh, good it. luck with the doubleheader. Thank you. Who we got in town tonight? Wapsie Valley? Wapsie Valley, yeah. All be, right. Be tough. Have a good one. Thank you. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or reinconst at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, Wolverines, we are back. We've got Randy Ullman in the studio. Randy, how are you doing? Good. How about you guys? Perfect. Doing perfect. I feel like people pronounce your last name Ullman. Yeah, that's not Do you right. get that a lot? Um, I don't get that a lot. I get a lot of like the misspelling is more than I get the mispronunciation. And how is it uh, spelled? I will see if I got it right. O-E-L. Oh, what? O-E-L. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, keep going. Embarrassing. M-A-N-N. Mm-hmm. I had the two N's. <laughs> That's impressive. I always want to say Oatman. Oatman? I do. I mean, I, I know there's, I know that there is no T, but now that I'm spelling it right, maybe that'll make a difference. That, hopefully that will make a difference for us going forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have regular or tough last names. I just have a weird first name, so it's all good. Yeah, mine got butchered all the time, too, so. <laughs> hey, everyone thought I was a boy, so it's fine. Ah, you know. It's all good. <laughs> All right, well, Randy is our high school head softball coach. And uh, Randy, can you go ahead and give us a little background information about yourself? Um, I am originally from Wellsburg. I graduated in 05 from AGWSR. I went to Kirkwood for two years and played softball there. And then I went to UNI and lived in Waterloo, married. And we moved to Dyke three years ago. And I have three kids, Emerson, she's seven, Jackson is five, and then Dawson is uh, 16 months. So we're pretty busy over there. Um, I've been coaching softball for seven years. I coached basketball for a while. So I just love sports. I love being around the girls and making an impact. You like to be around their different sports, seeing everything happen. The kids, I think, really enjoy you as well. Just from having some of your different athletes in here, Taylor Qualley, um, it's been fun to get to kind of know those kids as well. Um, so let's go ahead and dig into the questions here. Um, this is one of the questions we asked Sean as well, and we're going to ask you, how did almost not having a 2020 season affect you as a coach? I mean, that was tough just because, you know, the seniors that I had last year, I 
really, really liked them, and I just wanted that for them, especially those girls that missed out in graduation, track, tennis, um, having a first year of soccer here, golf, all those things that they had missed out. I was really hoping that we would get to have something. Um, you know, it also made me appreciate it so much more when we did get to have it. And I think that's something we've talked about this year is reminding the girls where we were last year. Because some people, I think, have kind of forgot that, the gift that it is to get to play every day and that how quickly that can be taken away from you. So don't take this for granted. Don't take a practice, a game, anything like that for granted. You know, um, we talked at the end of the last season, uh, East Marshall was going to play their regional game to go to state, and they got the call on the way there <laughs> that they had a positive um, test, so they didn't get to play their regional game to go to state and how heartbreaking that would be. But that's how quickly it can all be taken away from you. So just to really, you know, play for each other. Play for, for the day that is coming. Don't take it for granted. Back in last year, April, did you think there was going to be a season? Absolutely not. I mean, even leading up to the day before they made the announcement, I talked to Cody and I was just like, what what's happening? I'm hearing so many different things that we could possibly go. We could not. And Cody was like, I mean, it's like 98 percent that you guys are not having a right. season. So when she announced that um, we are going to have one, I was just like, giddy up. <laughs> here we go. You know, and it was so funny because Sean was like submitting all his stuff and just and I was like. Okay, I, I got to get going here. Sean's ahead of the right. eight ball. <laughs> so I think it was just one of those things where I was super excited, but also just like, oh, we we have a huge undertaking to happen, and everybody's eyes are on us because nobody else, no other states were doing that. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I thought about my family, too. What does this mean for us? And so I think – we were very fortunate that our girls took it very seriously. And that was what we just said from the beginning, you know, one false move on this and they could suspend us. Like if we're not doing what we need to be doing to make this go. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of back and forth, uh, in the communication as much as of it, of it was, that was actually occurring. It was almost more chaotic because you're hearing so many different things. And I was, a junior high baseball coach, and I knew right away we weren't going to be having a season, mm-hmm. uh, just because we're gonna. That was gonna be one of those things that they were gonna take away the risk there, and I was watching for for you guys, and I just was mind blown at all the different things that were being said from one day to the next. Yeah, and I remember Coach Leonard. He talked to me quite a bit, and that dude he every week it was something different it's like yep we're going i hear this this and this and then the next week it was like no nope, nope not doing this and well we're only going to play 10 games only conference or nope we're going to do everything and it just you know just what you said randy it's just it was crazy how much was out there and not knowing was probably the hardest part until you know it, it was like lifted and then it was go time yeah. Just figure out how, what are we doing? Exactly. Well, and then it was just like the conference. Different conferences had different rules mm-hmm. where they were only going to play within their conference, and then everybody had to redo their schedules. And like, were we going to have a JV team or were we just going to go varsity? Right. And then, and then when they said JV, then my heart broke for those eighth graders that didn't get to have a season, and I wanted to bring as many as I could along, but then also had to think about the social distance distancing part of it and the busing situation we could only have so many on a bus and so that was also hard because I wanted to let them all have an opportunity to do something and that's that was what I talked to the eighth graders that we did pull up was you know I can't promise you any playing time 
but I want to give you the opportunity to come do something, get better, get back to being with your friends. And I felt like that was a good first step. Right. right. Very good. All right. So to switch gears here a little bit away from COVID, what's it like to balance between coaching and family for you? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think that I really appreciate the time that I'm with my family a lot more. Um, and also when I'm away from them, I want to make that count. Like I'm doing this for a purpose. I'm not just going out there and coaching just to be like, Oh, I'm here. This is like, so I think knowing that what I'm doing and being away from them makes a difference and that they love it too. Like they love coming and seeing the girls. They love coming to the games at the ballpark and, so that also adds to it. You know, it makes you feel really proud that you're showing them that I can still do these things as a mom. And my husband's amazing. He does so much to make this work for me, and he's so supportive. I mean, no offense to you two, but there's not a lot of dads out there right. who are like, hey, I'll take three small kids every night. Right. <laughs> we did have to talk about making sure baths were happening. But otherwise, <laughs> he's, he's got that down, and he does a great job, and... So I think that's where I'm pretty lucky. And I also think that the girls that I coach and the coaches that I work with are great in helping balance that. Very good. Oh, so now with all of that as well, give us a preview of the 2021 season. I'm excited. I mean, that's the only word I can use to describe that. The girls Monday night, I was I was blown away by how they played. They they just put it all out there, and the energy in the dugout was amazing. And we talked at practice last night how that makes such a difference during the game. I can't talk enough about that because people see what happens on the field. They see the stats in there, but they don't see how those girls in the dugout motivate us and make us a better team. Because if you don't have them behind you, it just kind of feels stale and things, you know, it can go downhill really bad. But the girls um, – we're pretty, we're pretty solid all the way around. And the best part about it is we have girls that can step in at any minute. And, um, you know, you got Taylor at shortstop. She's a four-year starter for us. Abby in the circle, five-year starter for us. Peyton Nolan behind the plate, who's just a rock back there. And um, our outfield is young, but they communicate and trust each other so well that they're, they're always there backing each other up and talking to each other so far. And, that's that's really awesome to see because you know there's some years where you're like oh when a ball gets hit right. to the outfield but that's that's not the case and I don't know I think it's just great and then you have you got uh, Madeline Norton who's come in and playing some first base Taya Curtis can come in and play first base for us she's also got a good bat and can she can send it yard when she wants to um, Ali Steffens she's or Steffen I would say Steffens um, <laughs> that's okay Oatman yeah. Oatman. <laughs> That makes me feel better. Um, she's got a great bat, too. So, and there's, you, I can't talk enough about how hard these girls have worked in the off season. They've come to 6 a.m. Open, open gyms. They've come to 6 a.m. practices. I mean, during May, we had track, soccer, tennis, golf all going. And I think we've had two practices with everybody there. So to see them come out and play with that fire on Monday was awesome. It just makes me even more excited for what's still ahead. So would you say depth is? Oh, we are definitely deep. Yes. Is, is a good. Yeah, I think that we are we are deep. Um our base running could get a little bit better and that's where something I think we can work on and not that there's not right. other things, but um just being able to call people off the bench to pinch run or finding a courtesy runner for our pitchers and catchers and that kind of thing. So, 
We also have, between JV and varsity, 55 games this summer. So the girls are going to get lots of playing time. And, you know, we talked about that, that JV can't be looked down upon when you're playing that. It's just another opportunity to get better, get some more cuts, see more live pitching, all that kind of stuff. So I think that some of the girls are excited to have that aspect of it, too. Never get more confident as a hitter and see more more pitches. It's always a good thing that every rep you get, it's it's just gonna reinforce those that technique that you've worked on yep. so long, all yep. those things. Yeah, that's why I, I talked to at junior high practice this morning, and I told the girls we were out there hitting, and and I said every time you swing, you want to get better. Don't just swing just to swing. I said, do it with the purpose. I yep. said if you're just gonna swing to swing, you, I would rather have you not swing and just hang out. You know, to be honest with you, but you know each each rep built on the previous one and that's the goal of, of the the whole thing is to get better by the end. Yeah, and I, I talked to the kids about T work. You know, junior high especially oh. <laughs> hitting off of a T. Right. It's like the attention why span do is I negative have? one. Yeah. I'm like no, you're using the T to kinda of help you get your swing down. You can fine tune your mechanics there. You know, you can move the the T in or out and you can work on placing the ball and just all those things that I think Helping the kids understand why we do those things mm-hmm. is just as important. Right. So yeah, we talk a lot about quality over quantity. You know, you yep. can go out there and you can swing a hundred times, but were those all was that hundred quality, or was it just you just out there swinging the bat? Because then you're going to form bad habits. You're just it's lazy. I would rather have you go out there and do ten quality hits than a hundred lazy ones. Right. Every day. Totally Every day. agree. All right. Well, we're going to get to the random question of the day. You ready for it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, Randy, would you rather be 10 minutes late or 30 minutes early? Oh, 30 minutes early for sure. I'm in the same boat. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, because I that makes other this people is, wait. This is to everything. To everything? Yeah, 30 minutes early. Always. Well, I have three kids, so um, it, I might be 10 minutes late sometimes. <laughs> but I would So every time you went out to eat, yeah. You would be 30 you'd be sitting around for 30 minutes every time. Well, cuz if I'm meeting other people, I don't want to waste their time by making them wait around for me. Everybody's time is precious. But what if they were late? Oh. Yeah. I, I I am I am a, I like to be early. Yeah. But with this situation, I want to be 10 minutes late because my time is important too. And if I'm sitting around 30 minutes every time I have to sit around, that's a lot of life. That, that is a lot of life. And, and and how many times do you have a meeting? Quite, a, I mean, there's yeah, quite there's a times that you got to be here or a reservation or something, and you're always 30 minutes before. And, and not to mention, that just eats up more of your own time. You have a 7 o'clock dinner appointment. Well, you have to be there at 6.30. I show up at 7.10. That's 40 minutes of zen right there, though. Can I? Yeah, I was gonna say I have three kids, so thirty minutes of sitting around with no kids, I might yeah, like, enjoy I, well, the silence. Yeah, <laughs> kids would make a different story. Yes. <laughs> See, you gotta. Think. But I, I also, I'm not sure. Yeah. So what if what if what if you had to take your paying a babysitter? What if you had to take your? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what if you had to take your kids with you? Oh, ten minutes late. Okay. Dad. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd probably have to go 10 minutes late on that. With if kids. I, with kids. With kids, yeah, because you don't want them sitting there for 30 minutes being like, I'm hungry, when are we going to eat? Especially if I'm going to meet someone who I know is going to be 10 minutes late. Yeah. Me? So if I'm going to meet you, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be late as well because you I, don't can't be late, 40, I don't want that 40-minute difference. But you can't be, though. This is one or the other. No, I know. I, I get that. But I'm saying if I knew that every time I was going to be around somebody that was going to be late, I'd pick late as well. But oh, yeah, obviously gotcha. you're not going to know yeah. in advance. Yeah, so. All right, Randy. Huh. Okay, I like that. Thank you so like- much for stopping in tonight or, uh, for this interview. Um, we want to well, wish you best of luck with the season. It's started off well so far. So, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for the final two businesses to partner with us here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily consist of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given up to a 60-second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club, as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students. And roll blue. All right, we have Tom Texter in the studio with us right now. Tom, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing fantastic. Are you enjoying construction? You know, after these couple of days, actually week and a half, and prior preparing for what we had to do the last couple days. I'm I'm stressed out, but it's a good stress. I'm really excited for what's going to happen. Like through the roof excited. Um but yeah, it's been it's been stressful, but but I'm blown away at what everybody's gotten done, staff and students and um for those of you that aren't aware, we had to move the entire Dyke Elementary into the elementary gym and Originally, here about a month ago, we thought we were going to need Tuesday night to have staff from New Hartford, who isn't affected right now by construction, come over to Dyke Elementary and to our high school's two-story to move things out of those rooms in prep for construction and for asbestos abatement. So we thought, well, let's have our staff come in Tuesday night, which would have been last night, We'll use all of Wednesday and maybe use all of Thursday to uh, get that done. Well, we were done yesterday at 4.20. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely awesome. unbelievable. And throughout the day, and um, unbeknownst to me, the construction folks got started much earlier. So our library was torn down, a couple rooms over there. They even started in the hallway taking ceiling tiles down. Blows me away. So it's already underway uh, for those of you that have been in the building and not for a little while, you walk in right now and it just 
Right. I mean, looks better. And, and good luck finding your office. I, I saw you have a, a, a temporary position as of this morning. I do. I, I, <laughs> I got that all set up this morning. I'm right outside the high school, the, the high school uh, uh, library in the hallway. And uh, Kurt Johnson put a sign that says, uh, feed the homeless. So it, the, the office looks amazing. Yes. I, I love you. what you've done with it. Yes. I got to get some uh, decor up, but I just haven't done that yet. But Like a bobblehead or something. Oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get, we'll make it look really good. So did you lose uh, like rock, paper, scissors to uh, Sherry Sharp? Because she... Sherry is sitting high yeah. on the horse here yeah. for the next couple weeks. I, we all know. We've I'm known not... forever who the most important right. person in that building is. Right. Well, when I walked in and I saw the makeshift office that said feed the homeless and, and all this, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder who that is. And I kind of looked. I'm like, okay, that's Mr. Texter. And then I walked into the library and in, in an air-conditioned library and Here's Sherry Sharp sitting in this nice office, big high back chair. I'm like, wow. You know, I seek for people to feel <laughs> sorry for me, and nobody has said a word. In fact, most have pointed and laughed, and you know, that's just, yeah. it's good. We can handle that. Makes it fun. It does, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Tom is our elementary principal. Um, here at Dyke New Hartford. And Tom, how long have you been in the district? Uh, this is 14 years in the district. I was, uh, this is my 30th year in education. Actually. Wow. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, I'm in my low 30s. It's, I don't, I don't get it. It's huh. amazing. Yeah, it's weird. Wow, that is unbelievable. Um, so outside of Dyke New Hartford, then what are some of your experiences? Well, I, I grew up in central Iowa, Jewel, South Hamilton. Um, it, it's kind of odd as I, as I got older, went to college at UNI. Um, I eventually got my master's through Drake, grew up near Iowa State. So how is it that I'm a Hawkeye football wrestling fan? Wow, so, yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. But I love all of the Iowa uh teams right. all the all the um love sports my sons uh, are very involved in sports two sons uh 10th grader wilson and uh 8th grader lewis so currently involved in baseball uh, my wife shannon is a marketing director for iowa corn growers association so she works uh in des moines you know a few days a week does a lot of traveling sure. although this past year it's right. Been nice. She's been home <laughs> quite a bit. So, but yeah, um, it, you know, my parents, uh, long retired, uh, moved today a couple years ago, and it's great having them here. Uh, also, Grandma Jan is also here, my, my wife's mother, and uh, great to have them at boys' activities, and you know, they love it. We love having them around. Where were you early on in education? Well, as far um, as stops, yeah, my first. My first uh, job was in Spencer, Iowa. Really? Yep. And I was there for eight years. Absolutely loved it. It's a great community. It's a, probably about 13,000, 14,000 people, but it seemed like a very small community. Um, My wife is from Everly. Oh, she is? Yes. Okay. I did and not I, know that. I, I was wondering if you knew that or not. Yes. Yeah. Her, actually, her whole family is from all the way through. They're all Everly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm very familiar with Spencer in hey. that area up there. And Okaboji, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I never had much fun up there. 
No, you probably no. You just right. Yeah. You probably just got to Milford, and that was yes, it. And then turned around exactly. and came back home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so eight years in Spencer, um, ended up coming back to Central Iowa, Rowan Story, which was our South Hamilton's AP, right? Big time rivals. And how I ended up there, they're also red and black. It yes. kind of disgusts me now that I was there, but I was there for eight <laughs> years. Lived in Ankeny, so I commuted. Wow, um, that's a that's a yeah, drive. Yeah. So and my wife went, you know, the other way toward Johnston, um, and so there for eight years, and then uh, was lucky enough to get this job. My wife is originally from this area. We already knew a lot of people, um, and coming in, honestly, this is this is it. This is uh, it's home for me, and I just love it. Yeah. Um, so when I first started teaching, we did the, the PLC convention it was like the big thing that they wanted us all to get to Minneapolis. And I got a letter from at that time, it was Larry Hunt asking if I wanted to go on this convention. And I, I know absolutely nobody. And I talked to Scott Conley. He's like the only guy that I know and Sandy Becker at the time. But Scott's like, I, I, I can't go this year. So I had to go by myself and I knew nobody. <laughs> And I walk up, and Tom was the first person to introduce himself, probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I, I'll never forget that because that kind of helped me feel welcome when I got here. So that's one of those things that I never forgot at all. So any of those types of experiences, I hope that those things still continue for those people. You can get them in here and show them the ropes because that it can be scary yeah. starting that yeah, new job. That's that's nice of you to say. Most people wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, well, you're also you know, not my. You're you know you're. Well, in a and, I, and I'm trying like to figure out if you're if you were kidding or not. I was, no, I, was like, I, I mean it, it. Is this a funny joke? Like yeah, kind Travis of thing, knows or? better. I you pull, don't even work in my building. You're not even sucking up. I pulled in and I parked parked my car and I'm already like sweating bullets. You know, right? you don't know oh, anybody yeah. and I walk up and to the, the group of people I assume are the people going to Minneapolis and it was it. And Tom was the first person that's to awesome. acknowledge yeah. me. Well, that's good. I, <laughs> so it was, it was funny looking yeah. back. It was funny back then. It was terrifying. But. Right. Well, that's first years are kind of, I, I thought you were going to talk about some of the evening activities we had, you know, wow. That were, were aside from the conference and those conferences were fantastic, but we had some fun suppers and, and things like that with the whole group. Got it was to good to know. People. Actually, the other person that was really helpful, two other people, Kim Grandin was there that year and Mary Simons also oh. went and just, to, they talked my ear off and it was kind of nice just to have a couple people in your corner that you could talk to a little That's bit. That's cool. Yeah, Very cool. Absolutely. Um, so you've touched on this a little bit, but as an administrator, this year has already been totally chaos. Um, this last week, in in general, what what's the attitude? What's the environment been like for you around well, the school? The energy. You know, I kind of think back to what our task at hand was, and it was a big one. I mean, to get things moved. So, Waylon Byrne and I um, were kind of the ones leading the charge in terms of how the move is going to look. So our timelines, the number of people we need, where we're going to assign them um, on a given you know night or whatever. And um, so as we worked through that, it was very difficult to know how long things would take, you know, right. and how many we needed and so on. Um, so some of those details, they all worked out. I mean, it worked out very well, and Waylon is great. Um, I wouldn't say that to his face, but he's he's great. Right. Well, he probably <laughs> um, doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so you're, well, you're okay. Well, who knows, yeah. So, but 
But yeah, that was, um, you know, I think back to 08. I think back to the to my first year here, and in my first year experiencing both a flood, sure, and and also a tornado. Um, the communities at that time, I knew I was in the right place because it was overwhelming the number the number of people that just showed up to help. Um, you know, I remember uh, pulling carpets out in the New Hartford building with guys I hadn't met yet, but were longtime community members. Just the the swarms of people that came in to help, and I so I think about sheer people power. And having kids moving desks, having adults, having volunteers, having all of our staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people can make quick work of, of big tasks. So yeah, it, it, it's awesome. And I've, I'm from the community as well, and I've only been in the school district. You know, this is my second year, but that's one thing I've kind of noticed is, honestly, it doesn't matter what your job title is when it's time to do something everybody steps in. It doesn't, nobody says, well, you know, that technically isn't mine, you know, or I'm, you know, I'm too good for that. Or I'm just, it needs to be done. So it just gets done. And, you know, you, just like you said, you have administration, you have, uh, you know, teachers and support staff and everybody chips in to get it done and it makes light work. (laughs) Students. And this, this sounds stupid, but I, but I've never ever thought of myself as, as a boss. Um, Every single person there is as important as the next. Right. I mean, it, it, again, I, I sound like an idiot kind of saying that, but I never, I truly never have. And uh, so you're right. Every, every, everybody's a piece of the puzzle. And ultimately, there's, there's no job too small. Right. I mean, so. Yep. And, yeah. and everybody has the bottom line of, what's good for the students. Absolutely. And that's, I yeah. think that's what drives everybody here at, at DNH is, it is. is it student driven that we want the best for our students. And a lot of those students are our kids yep. and we want what's best for them. So yep. have a, a vested interest in all that. Well, and when you say at the same time that you don't feel like anybody's boss, it's, it kind of goes, you know, Tony Norton and I were talking about this once recently. Oh, I do feel like Tony's boss. That's that's the one. Yeah, go ahead. Hey now. <laughs> but Tony and I were talking about it. If you do right by people, they respect that so much right. more. And you're going to get so much more out of them than you are if you just come in and assert yourself and, and try to control it. You, yep. you, you get that respect automatically yep. rather than demanding it. And, so. and Tony lives that. It, that is Tony. For anybody that knows him, that, mm-hmm. that's Tony. And so. it's just, there's a, a, a bunch of good people like that around here. Oh, so yeah, that's, definitely. It's very good. All right, so our next question. Um, anyone in particular that influenced you to become part of the education field? Well, my dad was a longtime superintendent at South Hamilton and very, very well respected. I've, I've Even in the last couple of years, I've learned more about what he was like in that role. Um, very, very high integrity. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, it's not really because he was in his role that I went this direction. I, you know, honestly, I, I think I was just good with kids. I think I, that was always something that I was so good at. And I thought, well, I'm going to channel that. And, um, I, and, and this sounds dumb again. Um, but I wasn't, I see myself now, um, in a better fit 
Because as a teacher, there were things that I recognize now that I wasn't very good at. Um, and it's crazy how you go from, from teacher to administrator where you're overseeing a lot of teachers and you get to see um, just just the quality in right, what they the do. variety right, and right yep. and you learn more about how you were and, and thinking I wish I would have done that, right you know but but as far as those that really um, kind of drove in my my parents were were ones that you know were always supportive and and it just it just kind of led to that and I and I did have some teachers that you know were just they they just made a big difference in my life and I thought you know I hope I can do that for kids. And that's what it's all about, is being someone that wants to give back. Uh, especially, I think about right now with COVID and the crazy year that it's been, our kids more than ever need those type of people. So that's yep. uh, that's very good for you. Yep. Yeah. And I've always said, like from an administration standpoint, I think the best administrators are the ones that are people persons, you know, the ones that care about that and not the dictator or not the, Hey, I'm the boss and this is the way it's got to be done, but more, Hey, we're in this together. Let's, let's figure it out. Yep. Yeah. I, I found, uh, that most teachers or admin or those that don't like kids usually aren't as effective. Right. I, I agree. hundred percent. I, I say that jokingly, but that's very, <laughs> very true. Um, Hey, one, one question that I forgot to ask a little bit ago. Have you ever coached? I have. Yeah. I coached uh, softball, I coached basketball, a uh, little bit of baseball, and golf. I coached golf, actually, for a long time. At one point, I was a decent golfer. That has gone away. But <laughs> Me um, too. Yeah. So I, I actually, when I, when I started in Spencer, they have a fantastic golf course, and I, and I played all the time, coached out there. Um, that, that was where Spencer Muni. Yeah. 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 Uh, Actually, or was it, it it was the country club. It was the country club. Yep. So two courses played them both quite a bit. Um, but we played our high school stuff out, out at the country club and it's a beautiful kind of well-known course in the state. Um, so at that time, again, I was playing a lot, coaching a lot. Um, my, my brother is, uh, eight years older than me and he's still fantastic golfer. He, Played college golf. My dad, who um, he was a great athlete, baseball, fantastic golfer as well. Um, you know, golf to me at a young age, kind of trying to live up to them. It, I, that's kind of why I got good at the time, but I didn't appreciate it or enjoy it as much as I do now. Right. When I don't play very well. Um, but but um, it's a great game. One that you know, Dad's eighty; he'll be eighty-seven in June. He's still playing, even with a bum leg. Nice. Even a few years ago, he shot high thirties, and he was eighty. Holy smokes! Years old. Oh my gosh! That's I like mean, four holes for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I can get there really quickly. Yeah. Right. So you know, golfing, golfing family. But again, I I don't do it a whole lot now. Yeah. My youngest is getting involved in that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's time for the random question of the day. Tom, you ready to go? I am. All right, so would you rather go one year without showering or one year without brushing your teeth? Well, I've done that. I've I've done a full year of not showering. No, I've I've not done that. <laughs> that that's a tough one because of how gross 
it can be with your teeth. Oh, again, not that both aren't gross. I'd have to say the showering thing. I'd rather do that than the grossest mouth ever. I think I'm in the same boat. I'd rather have, because I don't want my teeth to feel like I've got to like comb them. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. Like sugar everywhere? Yeah. Just get a So can I, can I pull a tad here and say, if I don't do a year without showering, does that mean I can, like, I can jump in a lake or a swimming pool and kind of refresh? Or does that mean like just no water? I think you can do that. I mean, because I'm going to be taking drink, you know, like. I'd and be- then for the mouth, can you not brush your teeth, but like chug Listerine or No, you can't do mouthwash that. Mouthwash like, or. Can't, you can't do something that would, I don't know, I could take or a like drink chew of gum? water or like swish water in my mouth, but. What about like chew gum? Like See, Trident? Boy, we're getting, well, we're I'm just getting saying, because usually Tad comes up with these, he'll say something, but then it'll be. I do, I do. It'll be, well, but but I can do this, so that's why I choose Catch, this answer. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of variables going around here, but yeah. I still. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, if I had to choose like one or the other without doing anything, I'm with you guys on the showering thing. I, my, you, when your mouth is rancid, that it's just not a good. It's yeah. probably I don't know. No, I, it I feel like they, you and everyone else. Right. I feel like you could still maybe pick up chicks if you didn't shower. I mean, you could kind of hide that. I don't know. Maybe. That's, that's I, possible. I could well, do I that will, if I, I will shower or clean teeth. No. <laughs> for, for those people that know me well, some see me at school, and, and I'm no flashy dresser by any means, but my dress in the, on the weekends is a lot different than my dress, and I am a slob, like a true slob. And I'm going to admit, there's a few weekends where, you know, I might shower Saturday afternoon. I might not. So, you know. You might, you, you might throw you, another you day see, in there, huh? That's right. You see me out on the weekend, and you're going to see, you know, just kind of the gross me. Yeah. I, I just, I think showering, like you said, Travis, I think you're going to, no, no matter what, you're going to somehow, like, either go swimming or something right. that you can't avoid. I right. Th- I think, I think I'd definitely go with, yeah. I'd go without showering. I'm with both of you. I love I love the question. You got some tough questions. They are we we should probably do a We've thought about like having a segment of just random questions. Right. Yeah. Bring in like a few guests and then we all I'm in. I want to be part of that. Yeah, I thought if we took like our our guests from the past and we did like a a random question of the of the year or yeah. a look back or a review. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Lots I'm of big in. ideas. We have a lot of big ideas here. <laughs> We're good. All right. Well, uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, and hopefully get to catch some baseball this evening. You bet. We got lots of baseball going on. I love it. Good problem so. to have. All right. Thanks, guys. Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. 
Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, everybody, that does it for another episode of DNH Loose Change with Travis Kewitt and Tad Brace. Thank you so much for listening on. Um, before we get uh, before we get going here, let's go ahead and give our first pitch out. What do you think, Travis? I believe first pitch for this episode should go to the staff and the students here at Dyke New Hartford uh, with the transformation that just went on the last couple days um, that Tom talked about. Uh, more specifically, uh, if you would come into the school and into that elementary gym, holy smokes. I mean, it is loaded. And just to think of all that was in classrooms and the students and staff and stuff, they've got everything, I think, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, the staff in, in New Hartford put on a phenomenal PBIS party, and I think the yep. kids did a fantastic job. I had fifth graders working with kindergartners and uh, mixed mixed groups all together. And it was fun to see everybody interact uh, with totally different people and kind of step up and show that leadership role. So staff and students uh, in New Hartford and the staff and students here in Dyke did a phenomenal job. Um, and everybody deserves that first pitch. Yeah. And I think it was even uh, further emphasized by not having to wear the mask either, you know, because yeah. you got to see the smiles. You got to see the, the laughs. You didn't have to worry about, you know, being the uh, mask police or anything like that. You just got to enjoy, you know, those last few days. And I, I couldn't imagine what, you know, the PBIS celebration it still would have been good, but just, you know, it was hot. I mean, yeah. and to try to get those You're kids outside. to have to wear those things. And then, you know, the staff and, and students moving all the, the stuff, you know, here at the Dyke campus, you know, it, it had to be hot as well. And, and so I think that was a nice little saving grace uh, the, uh, to end of the year. The demeanor the last two yeah. weeks is, was, was really different. And then the kids, you know, I was trying to think, the kids put on a talent show the other day, yeah. and they did a great job And I, with masks and everything. That wouldn't have been possible. It just, the staff and students in both buildings deserve uh, a big round of applause. Everybody's worked so hard. Uh, so this is for you. <laughs> you got that staff all right so i think that's gonna go ahead and do it for us here in the studio yep like to thank our uh guests uh we had sean leonard the uh, high school baseball coach randy oldman not oatman oldman the high school softball coach and tom texter the dyke elementary principal so we appreciate all them taking time out to join us on the DNH Loose Change podcast. Remember, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter and let us know how we're doing. <laughs>